Hello listeners, Dan here from A Bit Spursy. If you would like to watch this episode, please head to youtube.com forward slash at A Bit Spursy. We'll also have all the links up on our website as well at abitspursy.com. Hello everyone, I'm Dan and welcome to A Bit Spursy. We're here to discuss the Wolves game and it's fast becoming the case that there are three things certain in life, death, taxes and losing to Wolves at home. Uh, they've, uh, they've, I mean, we've had Chelsea and Liverpool have beaten us, I think, more times, maybe once more each. But uh, Wolves have got the number on us. They're becoming our bogey team at our stadium. And this season, away as well. So, yeah, they're they're a little bit of an annoying team to face. Uh, I found it kind of interesting. I was looking in the World Football Club Crests book by uh, Leonard Jagerskjold Nielsen. uh, And you see that Wolves... Interesting. They've started off as, uh, there's quite a royal, uh, I, I, I think that's the town emblem that they have. Then they go to a very kind of placid, uh, little wolf just jumping over some W's. Then they get rid of the W's, get the go three wolves in there. Uh, and then they've gone for slightly meek fox looking logo. And then now this is what we get today, which in terms of logos, like it's, it's pretty minimal. Um, I don't love it. It kind of looks like a bit like a high school project, but uh, what they, what I want to draw the attention to here is when they rebranded, they wanted a more aggressive logo uh, to clean it up, kind of bare bones, and just have something that looks a little bit scary. I feel like that's how they kind of play now. Like it, ma- it matches the what's in the tin is matching what's on the outside on the label. Uh, they, 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 they just seem to get at us, and I think this season we've done really well against teams when we are the more unrelenting team. And we can kind of overrun them a little bit. Unless a team tries to play against us, and they don't necessarily have to be as high energy. But, um, you know, teams that sit back uh, sit back against us, we're generally doing okay. We're maybe struggling to break through a little bit. But the, the problem with Wolves is that they're, like, they're, quite, they're kind of like these just rabid beasts on the, uh, on the counterattack. Um, and... That was really the case with especially Basuma's goal. Sorry, not Basuma's goal. <laughs> when Basuma lost the ball and Wolves scored after that. Um, they just broke away. And Pedro Neto, who I know we've been linked with as well, like that was that was a pretty impressive run. And not in the sense that he had to beat three or four players, but he just ran. He just legged it with the ball, uh, gone to the box. Uh, Emerson, I thought did Emerson did pretty well to keep keep up with him, but was just not anticipating the turn at all. So I don't know if he thought Pedro Neto was just going to keep running and just sprinting straight through the touchline out of the stadium, but um, that's they they got us. Uh, and Basuma Basuma wasn't tracking uh, Jao Gomez coming through. Uh, this is not to to start uh, blaming individual players for those for the the goals and 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 how that happened, but. Yeah, it felt like a real sucker punch of a goal to concede. Uh, it's probably also a stage in the game when we were starting to become a little bit more comfortable pushing further um, into Wolfsburg and pushing them back more and more. So I think that's probably just in any in any game where we're playing Antibal, we're going to be more vulnerable to that when we get a more sustained period of a, of attacking or, or possession or trying to control the game. That is when we're going to be vulnerable at the back. Now, without digging out certain players here, uh, I think this really just kind of showed us that like where we are in our Ange project at the moment. And 
a team like Wolves, like they've been playing this way for quite a while. And Ali Gold made a good point in his article about that too, that like they're, they've been a lot more settled in this approach that they have of like being able to sit in, you know, a low block, counter well, whereas we are trying to completely undo three, four years of getting a team to to play relatively negative football by playing this kind of expressive, explosive attacking brand. And I can understand, like, I feel like two of two things can be true at the same time. So we can be disappointed with the result uh, and, and, and thinking like, you know, at Wolves at home, we really, that's a game we really want to be winning. Um, so we can be disappointed whilst also still feeling positive about the overall direction. This doesn't mean we need to start questioning everything Edge is doing or all of his tactics, uh, because we're just not a hundred percent there as a squad yet. And so I think this was really evident uh, in the Wolves game when it came to our fullbacks. So Udogi and, and Udogi, I still don't understand why all the pundits call him Endogi. And I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to grasp it. Like Tim Sherwood is one that does it. Uh, Glenn Hoddle, I noticed on the broadcast, he kept calling him Endogi. Um, it, it's, it, there's no end. I don't know where that, is, where that's coming from. Uh, but anyway, him being out and Poro being out, like they have gravitated towards these roles incredibly, but then it's like, we just don't have the squad at the moment to, to, to have adequate backup in those positions. And I really love Ben Davies. I think he's been great as just an overall squad player and his sort of flexibility and his utility has come in handy at a lot of times in previous years, uh, probably more so at center back, uh, when we've been really, really down on numbers and he's had to step in, but it just sort of feels like now in this system, Davies, he can maybe kind of get by on it. I think Emerson really struggles playing this way. And I think that we just see, we could probably compensate at the moment for having one of your doggy or Poro out. But when both are out, uh, there's such key roles in Andrew's team that we're going to struggle in games. Now, this is not to blame the result purely on Davies and uh, Emerson, but I think just in terms of our overall team shape, we lose a lot when we're missing both Poro and Udogi. And ultimately too, like it, it, it just feels maybe like as a team, we're kind of a, we're bra- we're like a baby learning how to walk. Uh, so it's like at the start of the season, we took our first few steps and everyone was overjoyed and it seemed incredible. Uh, and, and it was, it was, we were playing amazing football and it was a start that no one really expected us to be capable of. Uh, but now we're trying to to keep going with the baby analogy. We're trying to walk. We're trying to walk around corners. We're trying to bend over, pick up things. We're trying to sort of move a bit more dynamically, and we're wobbling a little bit and falling. I don't think this is bad at all, and I really don't want us to change the approach. Just like you wouldn't say to a baby, like, "Hey, you should stop walking. Just don't, just don't do it. Maybe just roll around on your butt for the rest of your life." It's like, no, we need to go through this sort of growing phase, and. I think we will get there now because we have been spending, we have been bringing in players. And as always said that he's, there's, we're going to need some windows to get things happening. He's also said earlier in the season, you know, like good teams, they don't just start changing the way that they play just if they have a, a, a wobbly run of results or they have a poor game or anything like that. They, they stick to and really believe in a certain process. And that's what I would love for us to keep doing now. Um, if we keep playing to like a contingency plan. It means we're going to build a squad, which will be a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it's going to get caught sort of in the middle somewhere. Whereas I would love us to just keep going as we are and just go full into Andrew's system. And so 
as we're eventually trying to upgrade all areas of the squad, we're looking for a backup for Rodogi, a backup for Poro, but players who are like suited to the type of inverted fullback that Ange wants. If we're looking at it and going, well, we better have sort of a, a contingency plan. We better have a, a more traditional fullback um, on both sides that can come in in case we want to close games up. It just means that if we have our starting players out, the, re the reserves who are coming in, they're not going to be fully suited to the system. They're going to be fully suited to this contingency system that we've got in our heads. So I, I, I really just think we need more time. I'm not trying to say that the result isn't a little bit disappointing, but we just need more time with this team. We need more time with Ange Ball. We don't need to be calling for Ange to, to change his tactics or to start working on uh, a plan B. Because I think ultimately here we can see that when plan A works, it works really, really, really well. And it's different to say going back to... Uh, Conte Mourinho when we were calling then for like maybe a plan B. But I think that's because when you're playing like turgid defensive football, you just want to be attacking. You want something. You want to at least look like you're trying. Here, it's like we definitely are trying. <laughs> we're doing what we can, but uh, we'll just need, uh, you know, to start learning a little bit more game management while still playing in Ange's system. Um, I thought it was interesting too. Like Ange, Ange just came out and said uh, in his in his presser that, you know, it's like when we're controlling, when we're controlling games, we're really coming out hard and fast and, and kind of overrunning the opposition from the start. And we just haven't done that in the last couple of games, but you know, they're not doing anything differently. They're not working on different things. Uh, it's again, it's just something that's going to take time for us to get that to a completely consistent level. We've also got players who are coming back from long-term injuries, which I know we say constantly, but it's not a case of like, well, they're going to be right for one game. Sorry, they're going to be um, looking a bit dodgy one game and then the next game, they're going to be perfect. We're going to need some more time for certain players, especially Bentenker. Um, and I know I don't want to really drag Bentenker uh, into this because, you know, he wasn't starting in this game. So looking at the starting lineup, we were like, you know, Madison, Basuma, Saar, like that's, that's pretty decent. However, they still need time to click. Uh, we can't just assume that it's it's all just going to happen straight away. So, yeah, I'm really not fussed. Uh, I would like we have been linked a little bit with Pedro Neto, and interestingly, I know he's had a few injury issues, so that's probably a concern. But he's not bad. Like we could do with that kind of player. Um, I don't know if he fully fits. Like if you have like a you know, all the other names that are being thrown around, like Nico Williams and, and, and plays like that. Like if you have them available, then you're probably going to go in that direction. But uh, Neto available for an okay price. I'd be, I'd be down. I'd be down. Uh, so um, what else is there to go through? That? So the, the, the goals we conceded, I thought, I mean, I mean, conceding from the set piece on the corner, it was relatively poor. It looked like Sonny was just sort of standing there and, um, like Romero, I don't know who Romero is getting into it with, but they were like tussling um, sort of on the edge of the six-yard box there. And it kind of looked like Son was just in front of them and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, in, I'm involved in this. I'm involved in this bustle as well. So I can't really, I can't really go and jump and, and, and contest the header. So no, I, I, I'm, I'm roped into this. I'm really roped into this. And then you just see the replays and it just looks like, Sonny, could you maybe have, I don't know, made more of a play for that? I don't know. I don't know if we're locking into sort of like a zonal approach, but then we're, we're not really adapting 
on, uh, at the moment. But this was just a very, very, uh, I don't like it's. It was a very soft goal to con concede, just purely based on how much time Jagomo's had, and he's not even a, a, a he's not a big guy. He's almost like we have they put the tower in front of him, and then he's just a little decoy jumping up the back and heading it in. But it was any regardless, it was probably a, a a pretty poor goal to concede, and we should be dealing better with that. Uh, we had Decky's goal, which was like wonderful, and. It's like it's like Decky's version of kind of like a a a, a Messi Maradona Esquire. I'm not trying to compare the two to that, but um, we've it's just that that moment that like we've wanted him to to start doing this a little bit more, where he's really kind of like going at a couple of players and scoring a goal and just getting it done. Um, now he doesn't have the sort of the glamour of uh, he's not as elegant a dribbler, I would say, but. I love watching Decky move and he just moves so uniquely and just to see him just like keep just getting away from a couple of players and prodding it through the keeper's legs, like amazing. Uh, if Decky can do this a little bit more regularly, then great. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of pressure that we put on him and he's still super young. So uh, I'm just really happy that he got back on the scoreboard and it was a nice goal where he did kind of, you know, put the situation on, put the situation, put the team on his back for a little bit and and claw one back into it. I thought at this point we were going to come back and win because that's just what we've been doing this season. So we go down, we come back and win. This is how we roll. Uh, uh, we go up, we drop and lose. That's also just how we roll. So who knows where when this will end up balancing out. I think probably we will go like this for the rest of the season. Maybe then once we get into next season with results might across the board, we'd want them to start stabilizing a little bit, but I think we're, we need a couple more players and that's not necessarily starting players just to flesh out the squad and have that in um, a more balanced way that we can account for when players are dropping out of form, getting injured. We do have players that can come in and do an adequate job there. Uh, the, uh, oh, at the end of the game, we had a chance to, to equalize, which was still a small chance, but I love that, um, who is getting on the end of it? Like Ben Davies, you can't fault his attitude and the the energy he brings. But um, I just love that it's like the I think Decky plays the plays the reverse cross in, and Davies goes up, and there's that moment in time where you're like, oh my god, we're going to equalize. A draw's okay. We can deal with the draw. Like obviously, we really want the win, but if we have to accept a draw, we'll do that. Uh, and then it's like Davies just gets up, and he just got like altitude sickness. And for, he was just like, hang on, I've got to clear this. I've got to clear it and get it out. So it's like he just ends up nodding it and it's completely, it's heading more towards a corner flag than anything else. Again, I don't blame Davies. It's not his forte scoring headed goals. Um, but yeah, that was the chance where it felt like, oh, we're going to somehow claw this back. Uh, okay. No, not this week. We had that last week. We had that. We've had that a few times this season. Okay. Uh, we need to take the loss on the chin here, uh, and move through that. So, uh, I think it's time to, to bring back the A Bit Spursy medal. It's the A Bit Spursy medal, man. Who will get boots playing well? Who will get boots for playing pretty poorly? The most romantic medal in sports. Yes, the Bitspursy Medal, the most romantic medal in sports. 
Uh, if you're not familiar with this, this is something that we do on our Discord, which is free to join. Uh, the links are below and at abitspursy.com if you would like to jump into that. But uh, most people in there, when we're doing the match day chats, uh, there's a private channel to uh, drop a private channel. It makes and especially coupled with this music, it makes it sound a little, little bit more stuff than it is. It's just a channel within the server. Um, but you can go in there and leave your votes. Who do you think played well? Who do you think played uh, poorly? And have a bit of fun with it. Keep it light. Like we're not really getting too stuck into players, but uh, it's just something nice to keep track of. You know, give some props to who who played well in this game. So I'm going to give three points the highest honor that you could give within the middle system. I'm going to give three points to Vicario. I thought he was great. Again, he he had three, at least three big saves against Sumedo, uh, Aitnuri, and Sarabia, uh, which, especially the one Sarabia in the second half, I thought that was, uh, that's it. I was like, that we've conceded again. But Vicario, he's just pulling out incredible saves each game now. And he's, I think, really establishing himself as like a top level keeper. Like, Joe Overkeeper's got some flaws in his game, but I I think he's a, f a far better keeper than any of us really thought we were getting. Um, it's it, You know, there were a lot of t calls of us like going for the cheap option and in the window and not going for David Raya. But Vicario is incredible. I love him so much. And I think he he's putting in decent performances, even, uh, even in, in games where we're not winning, we're not playing well. Um, I can't really think of any huge errors that he's made. So he'd get my three my three points there. Uh, two points I give to Van de Ven. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, he's he's come back from injury injury fairly well. I'm always like worried with fast players that if you do come back from in, an injury, and if it's a hamstring or something like that, that you are going to really be nursing that for quite a while and you'll lose a lot of confidence in there. Um, but I think he's he's come back. He's been solid pretty much all games um, since his return and just, just gets us out of trouble a, f a couple of times a game, which is really, really handy. Uh, and then I'm going to give one point to Kulisevsky uh, for his goal. And I think he's always someone that even if it's not quite clicking for him, uh, you know, he's always really going to be putting in the defensive work he gets through is really, really great. And yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite players that we've got in the squad. So yeah, that'll do us for today's episode. Uh, we're trying out splitting up the episodes a little bit. So this is this is our match recap one. And then later in the week, we're going to have uh, our extra time episode, which will be for all the Spurs adjacent business that uh, that pops up uh, everywhere else away from the games. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please feel free in the comments below to drop in your a bit Spursy medal votes. Uh, we'd love to hear who you thought played well, who you thought maybe struggled. Give out some encouragement awards for, for players who are, who are moving in the right direction. Uh, so thank you for joining. I've been Dan, and come on, you Spurs.